What's this podcast called? Sepsis from Planet Weird. Podcast from Planet Weird. Oh. Luck of the Irish. More like freak me in the eyeballs. I love this movie. No! I told you not to bring up prom in oh, this episode. Oh, you want to talk about prom, Mama? Drama Kaflama, baby. I was nominated for winner for more. God damn it, Hi, ho, Juan. That was my Kermit. How? Nope. What was that? already fucked it up. There are so many songs about me. Oh my god. Sorry, every time I set you up on the iPad, it... Look at it. It's not a great and setup. And look what it's done so far. Do your Miss Piggy. Do your famous Miss Piggy impression. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm not a second. looking at up, you, so there's less pressure. Don't look at me. I'm not. <laughs> no. <laughs> what about a Kermit? <laughs> How does she? Say? Let Piggy, me look. Do what? like a high yaw, but she like it's high yaw. But it's almost like a growl. Like, I feel like you could do it because you can roll your R as well. She's just like a hi. But she, like, has that growl when she does it. Can I, can I look this up? Can I look up Miss Piggy? Yeah, sure. I'm not very good at Kermit or Miss Piggy. Oh, it's Ms. Piggy. Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, sorry, it's Miss Pig. Sorry, I forget which one is Ms. and which one is Miss. Two of them sound the same. M-R-S, Miss. Mrs. is M-R-S. Oh, and then it's Ms. and then Ms. Anyways, um, while I'm looking that up. Fuck married women and their weird things. Why can't it just be Miss? I don't think it, I don't think married women chose it. I think someone invented those words back in the day. Fuck men. Um, Miss Piggy, hiya. <laughs> hiya. Welcome to Podcast from Planet Weird. We're Juan and Sarah. Juan's going to give you a great Miss Piggy impression in like 30 seconds. But in the meantime, I'll just tell you that uh, this is a. <laughs> I can just cut this part, part of I my audio out. It. Have you met my left fist? She just punched him. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> it won't. That's okay. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. Let me try. Jesus. It's me, Miss Prick. That's even worse. What about Kermit? Awful. Nope. Hey, <laughs> oh. Like a wand. Rainbow connection. <laughs> okay. Um, but this is a podcast where Juan and I um, talk about movies That's from us. our childhood or maybe ones that we haven't seen but y'all loved growing up and so we watched them. Uh, today we're talking about the Muppet movie, the original Muppet movie from 1979. That's Yeah, don't right. get it twisted. 
Not the 2011 film that was called The Muppets. Not that one. I almost fucked up and watched that one. Yeah, good thing you didn't. Um, we're going to talk about The Muppet movie in a minute, but first, we always like to catch up. So let's catch up. Juan, how have you been? My acne is out of control. That's all I really have to talk about. Look, pimple. Right? Did you see that? I popped it this I morning. I do see that. I had one on my chin that I popped last week. Do you get them on your shoulders? Shoulders? No. I get these weird, like... Do you get them on your butt? No. I get these weird, like... They're not pimples, but they're, they're like, little, like, spots. I think hairs? they... I mean, no, I think they have to do with, like, sweat. Ooh. Because they happen, like, near my, like, armpits, and then sometimes on, like, my stomach. Where you fold? Your folds? Yeah, I guess. I only have one fold on my stomach. It's, like, a big old wheel. <laughs> A wheel of fortune. Wheel of fortune. Um, but if anyone has any um, ways to not get acne, I would love to hear them because nothing I'm doing is working. Are you washing your face or are you using the mask? I'm washing my face. I'm going to do a mask later tonight. I figure I wash my face in the morning. I do a mask at night. That way, you know what I mean? Start fresh. Clean out. I mean, make sure you're washing your face at night too. Not just a mask. That might help. Concept. Well, I think it's just from stress. I think I'm just stressing because of coronavirus. Um, Mm -hmm. Are you drinking water? What is water going to do? Water helps your skin. I've been drinking so much water. I only drink water. The only dairy products that I have are ice cream. Uh, This is tequila. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, Okay. Is that all you've been up to? Yeah. I have to record a couple, like, three short videos, which you're going to have to edit for me because I don't know how to do it. You've been asking um, me to edit this for months. Yeah. And, and I've just been, like, waiting. Also, you said you need my tripod and it's just sitting here. I just cleaned I, up my I room think- a little bit and I was like, should I move this to a more accessible place? Does he need it soon? So I can sneak in through your wind, Crawl through your window. And take that tripod? If you do need it, my mom said that the painting that we we have like a print or whatever where that painting is going to go, she's just going to, and it, the frame is bigger, I think, than that. Oh, she's I gonna, thought you were going to say she's going to take it off the wall and just thumbtack the painting and I was going to say. No, she's going to take that disrespect. down and then if you bring us the painting, because she wants to wait to like see it and then she's going to go get it framed. She wants to get like a, a, the right color for the painting. Um, oh my God. And like so, tell it, her a neutral birch or a neutral like. So it goes with her aesthetic. Yeah, her aesthetic in there. Um, so she said, that, like, yeah, you can bring it, and then she'll just put it in that frame. I love that we're just talking about our. This could be off mic, but we're just talking about. No, it. we're talking. This is a business, and this is a business podcast because we're what business this bitches. Business we podcast. we run an empire. Anyways, How many podcasts do you think are out in the world? A hundred. We own- Which one are you listening to now? And we one, have 56 of those podcasts. We own 56 of the 1 million podcasts, yes. Um, but yeah, so you could bring that whenever, and then you could pick up the tripod. Okay, I'll let you know, because I might. if I do grab the tripod, I'm going to have to do it today. Okay. Because the more, I, the more I postpone this, the less I'm going to want to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, last night I fell asleep at 9. I wish I did. At night. Listen, I'll be here. I'll be here. Um, 
Anyways, um, I will say you missed uh, we, me, Adrian, and Michelle watched Sophia Carson's Netflix movie, Feel the Beat. What was I doing? You said your mm. brother was playing video games in your room. Yes, you're right. Um, so he, he got games on my phone. You missed out on that, so we're just going to have to do a commentary on the movie instead. I saw that, and I feel like I missed out, but I'm also glad I missed out because then I'm going to get a fresh read. You'll get a fresh read, and I would love to watch it again and hear your thoughts, so we'll do that, I guess. A fresh read for my saxophone? <laughs> nom, 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 nom. I don't miss having to suck on those Lick reeds that and get those things all wet and ready to play. That is disgusting. Every time I would walk into a band room, I just see kids being like... And I'm like... You sucking? I remember. Um, I think what? I was in like fifth or sixth grade, and I had I had just also had like a green Starburst, and then I it turned my reed green. That was my bad. That and I should. Your teacher know. was mad at you. No. Anyways, and then the big thing that happened to me. I know I texted you about this. I went through some trauma. There was an injury sustained. What had happened what? was, um. My parents' bathroom flooded, and Marty, I didn't know that there was a flood in there yet. I just know my mom was running back and forth from the like her room and to the garage. I just thought she like really needed toilet paper. I thought she just she was just an NPC in like a video game where they get confused and they just run around in circles. So. I was just like, whatever. And I was just like listening to something in the kitchen. And then I, I'm looking at Marty and he's sta- he's like frozen and he's got his ears perked up like he's listening. So I'm like, oh, she's probably yelling something. So let me go see. And then he, as I'm like taking my headphones off and everything, he starts go- running to the bathroom. And so I chase after him because I'm like, I don't know what's going on over there. But like, I don't want him to get in the way. Get involved. So I run in there, run after him. And fully like i'm just so focused on getting marty and making sure he doesn't bother my mom or whatever's going on and then i'm so focused on that that i don't see that there's like a good inch of water flooded like in that bathroom yeah there's like it was it was swaying and (laughs) there were waves i was in the the sunsplash wave pool for all i know um and then so i slipped and fell on my ass Hit my hand somehow because what ended up hurting was my hand and my ass, my tailbone. And then my mom was like, oh my god, are you okay? Get Marty out of here. So then Marty and I go outside. As he's leaving, he slips. He's probably (laughs) embarrassed. We're both embarrassed. We're both like, god damn it. And then we're both all wet. So Marty and I go stand outside in the sun. We're just like, I don't know what to do. And then I'm icing my hand with an ice pack and my clothes were all wet. And my mom was like, like, okay, you should probably go change. I'm like, I'm going to shower. Like, I'm like, was that water I'm from- I'm full of bathroom piss water. I was, like, I was like, was that water from the toilet or was it from, like, the tank? I said, there is no way to know. And she's like, yeah, it was from the toilet. And I said, then obviously I'm going to go shower. And then I did. But good news is no plumber needed. We fixed the bathroom. It was her fault. She kept blowing Too her nose. Too much poo. She knows she was blowing her nose and throwing that in and there. And flushing it in the toilet? And that's her fault because she knows Does that your toilet not- is sensitive and there's a trash can right next to her. So I don't what know what she hell? was thinking. That was her fault. But it, this oh. is yet another thing that I can hold over her and say that she hurt me because there was my burn 
several years ago. Oh my god! When I was a child, <laughs> and now there is this. So Marty and I what? both went through it. Really, we both bonded, and we'll never be the same. It was really your mom not only through. burned you, but she also drowned you in dirty, dirty toilet water. Yeah. I don't know. That toilet just, she said, it just, it's not like she, like, de- did it and then, I thought she, like, did it and then sometimes that toilet, if you don't lift the the flush handle all the way up, it, Same. like, it'll keep Keeps running. Calling. And so I thought, first I thought I had done it and, like, left it running because I had used that bathroom earlier. But, what a good prank. But she, but she, um, it was her and I thought that she like had just left it running and come back and seen that the bathroom had flooded. But no, she was there when it started happening. She said it happened like right in front of her. It just kept flowing and flowing. And then she had to go. <laughs> so we had to put a and bunch I of towels to down. It. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole thing. So because their bathroom has flooded before, like, mm. like one time I, I was either in like high school or college or in between there where their bathroom had flooded and like the carpets got all wet i remember them calling me because i was at a friend's house and they were like yeah we're gonna go get a rug doctor we have to like our bathroom flooded we have to clean this all up like we have to make sure and in your head you were like get everything's dry i did this (laughs) i said somehow this is my fault you pulled a carrie bradshaw and said even though i was at this party i couldn't help but wonder was i the was Was i I the the culprit um yeah so my tailbone hurts a little bit. My leg that night was my left leg, which I believe is where I slipped. And that's the one that went shot into the air. <laughs> left leg shot into the air. Um, that leg hurt really bad. I was trying to ice my tailbone, but like, then your pants just get all wet. It's just a whole thing. Well, no, that not, you didn't just get covered in toilet water full of piss or whatever. But now you also have you also had your mom's boogers all over you. Yeah, and that was the worst of it. That was even worse. Disgusting. Anyways, that's what happened to me. Well, you know what's good? None of these Muppets got wet. None of these Muppets got... I'm trying to think, did any of them, like, fall into a pond or anything? No, I don't think so. No. No. No, they're dry dry velvet. Really cheered me up. Velvet felt. (laughs) Definitely felt. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the Muppet movie. The Muppet Movie is a 1979 musical road comedy in the first theatrical film featuring the Muppets. Um, the film was an international co-production, so it was far, part of it was like the UK and then part of it was the US. It was directed by James Frawley, uh, who also worked on the Monkees television series um, and a bunch of like old shows. Ooh, did did some Smallville, did ya? Okay. Mm. Did he do the B episode? With that girl that could control bees? It just says Smallville 2001, it doesn't say. Mm. But he's also an actor. He played a waiter in this film. So that is... No, he didn't. The only waiter <laughs> was, was Steve, Steve Carell. Steve Martin. 
Oops. Anyway, um, the movie was produced by Jim Henson, who, you know, creator of The Muppets. Uh, and the screenplay was conceived by Muppet Show writers Jerry Jewell and Jack Burns. Um, and this movie was made between the first and second half of The Muppet Show's third season. Um, so that's something. And mm-hmm. this movie is about Kermit the Frog as he embarks on a cross-country road trip to Hollywood. Along the way, he encounters several of the Muppets who all share the same ambition of finding success in a in professional show business while being pursued by Doc Hopper, an evil restaurateur, like entrepreneur, but restaurateur, is that a thing? With intentions of employing Kermit as a spokesperson for his frogs, frog legs business. So that's a plot of a movie. Yum. <laughs> um, by the way, the the artwork for the movie poster was done by Drew Struzan, who we've talked about him before, but he did like Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Star Wars, like those iconic, like where it looks like oh. sketched yes, artwork. Yes, I love that. Yeah, yes. so he he did the poster, or at least like the main poster when it came out. Um, and it has all the... The whole gang in the car has Miss Piggy and Kermit dipped, Miss Kermit di- dipping, <laughs> Miss Piggy dipping Kermit under a rainbow. Very fun. What? Oh, rainbows! I'm trying to find this original poster. It's like the oh, like yellowish one. Beautiful. Yes. Um, oh, so dreamy. <laughs> the movie was released in the U.S. on June twenty second, nineteen seventy nine. This the budget for the film was eight million dollars. Do you want to guess what the box office was? Eight million. This was a box office success. Mm-hmm. Forty million dollars. Okay. It was I'm actually, guessing high because I always guess too low. It was actually seventy six point seven million dollars. And still yet I'm off. Um Okay. So the movie stars, you know, a bunch of Muppet performers, Jim Henson, Frank Oz, Jerry Nelson, Richard Hunt, David Goles, Charles Durning, Austin Pendleton. Some of those were like the the villains or the Doc Hopper the and his, his assistant. Yeah. Um, so there's also a bunch of cameos. Like you said, Steve Martin is in the movie. Mel Brooks is in there. Richard Pryor, Dom DeLuise. Cloris Leachman, and then a bunch of other people that I didn't recognize. Elliot yes, Gould, yes. I recognized. He's the dad from Carol Kane. Friends, Carol Kane. Um, but that was it. Like most of those people, I was like, I don't know who. Who I don't know. Like I looked up who the man who Max was because I had a little crush on him during this movie. Mm-hmm, that's Austin Pendleton. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoops. Why? I was like, she didn't say his name. <laughs> this is my time to shine. What? I did say him. Um, I know. It didn't register. I was ready just to, to pull that out on you and be like, oh, I did it. Yeah. I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff. I don't know if there's anything you would know necessarily. I think he also directed a ton of stuff. Oh, he was in A Beautiful Mind. You ever seen that film? The one with Stephen Hawking? No. About Stephen Hawking? No. He's in Uptown Girls as Mr. McConkie. 
don't know who I don't that remember is. who that was. He's Gurgle in Finding Nemo. Oh yes, I do I did see that. He's that purple fish that's in the fish tank, the one that thinks That's who Gurgle is? is? Me. Yeah, Gurgle is a germaphobic fish. Oh, I'm like, who the fuck is Gurgle? Okay. We don't know their names. All we know is Flo. Mm-hmm. And Peach. Because she's and Peach. That's it. Mm-hmm. Them's the only hoes we know in that movie. What's the black and white fish name? Probably has one, but I can't. I don't remember it. Anyways, um, yeah, even like Cloris Leachman, I didn't recognize. I was telling my mom, I was like, I don't know who, I can't tell who a lot of these people are. I was like, like, who is this? And then she was like, what's her name? Doris Leachman, Doris. And I was like, Cloris Leachman, that's her? Like, I was like, I only know her as like a very old she was woman. young and hot. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Also, Orson Welles. Is in this? Plays the the filmmaker that they go to at the end. Louis Lou, Louis Lokens. Louis Yeah, Louis. that guy. That's Orson Welles. That's the guy who made people think aliens were coming. We gotta go. Lou Lord. Yeah, Orson mm. Welles is Lou Lord, a Hollywood producer and studio executive. And he has one line in the whole movie. He says Give them the contract of rich and famous. He says, Rosebud. He said, You know anybody that's talented and wants, wants to be a TV superstar? superstar? Yeah. Um, the movie uh, did get, so critical praise. People loved it. Uh, two Academy Award nominations. One for, uh, it, or two Academy Award nominations for Paul Williams and Kenneth Asher's musical score, and for the song Rainbow Connection. Did they write it? Yeah. So, is Rainbow Connection originally from this movie? Mm-hmm. That's why so it was nominated. A- because otherwise, it wouldn't... Have been an original yeah, song. Yeah, original song. <gasps> yeah, and Kermit was the, the original, okay? So what you're saying is my love for that song was because of this frog? Yeah, so the the Carpenters covered it in 1981, and then a bunch of people <gasps> have covered it since. Okay, but the Carpenters have the best cover. Including Willie Nelson, Sarah McLaughlin, the Dixie Chicks. Oh, Which they just changed their name to the Chicks. Um, so they're no, no longer Dixies? Mm-hmm. No Dixie Cups? Is something wrong with the word Dixie? Yeah, you can research that later. Oh, Weezer no. and Haley Williams did a cover back in 2011. Gwen Stefani did a cover. Casey Musgraves and Willie Nelson did a thing at an awards show. I don't want that. Tori Kelly sang it with Kermit the Frog at a thing a few years ago. That was really nice. Val McCallie. Um Anyways, and the movie in 2009 was deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant by the Library of Congress, so it is preserved in the National Film Registry. Uh, this is also the most um, second most successful Muppet movie. The most successful is the Muppets from 2011. The the one that like revived them, yeah. Because the, weren't they going like extinct? The the Jason Segel one, yes. Because that one made one hundred sixty five point mm. two million dollars. But counting for inflation, I mean, who knows? Let's do the math. Crunch the numbers, baby. But speaking of that movie, so this was the first Muppet movie that was made, and then they made a bunch of other 
films. Uh, there was The Great Muppet Caper, Muppets Take Manhattan, Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island, Muppets from Space, The Muppets, Muppets Most Wanted. That's not including like direct to VHS movies uh, or DVD. Um, Coming to home video and DVD. Yeah. Uh, a trivia for this movie. I was looking at it earlier. This a movie is very fancy. Could you imagine? Imagine the imagine the Marvel fans that are like, I think Infinity War should definitely be in the Library of Congress because Infinity War is the best film ever. And then Kermit is over here like, been there, done that. Kermit's a king. I want to go to Kermit's star on the Walk of Fame and Jim and Henson. Yeah, and just kiss it. By the way, I, I'm wearing my Kermit and Miss Piggy shirt and my shorts that Frankie made. So I have a whole Muppet outfit on today. Wow. Just for this. Anyways. Can we really trust Miss Piggy, though? This movie painted her in a really bad light. Um, I mean, that's... I mean, I, we, I mean, we'll get into it. This is This film is a loose... You know, it's supposed to be... Like how the Muppets came to me, but it's not exactly how it happened. Um, so how did it happen? How did it happen? So who really meet? knows? I mean, that's a question for Kermit and Miss Piggy and the rest of the gang. But this is, you know, Tim Hansen, a one for for entertainment purposes. You know, maybe she she's a little more diva ish in here than she is in real life. But I would assume maybe not. She's, she's more diva in real life. She is very diva-ish, but we still love her. That's what she's known for. So trivia for this movie: Jim Henson spent an entire day in a fifty-gallon steel drum submerged in a pond for the opening scene of Kermit in the Swamp. That man has swamp ass, literally. Yeah, so Jim Henson was the original voice and puppeteer for Kermit. Obviously, since then, Jim Henson has passed, and it's been... The torch has been passed to a couple other people. Yes. Did you ever go... You know how we have the Kids Museum here in downtown Mesa? Hmm? Okay, so there's a Natural History Museum, right? The one with the dinosaurs? The one by Milano's? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then we have the Children's Museum. So there's another museum. Honey, I don't know what that is. If it ain't the Arizona Listen, Science Center, I don't know. If it ain't the fucking Science Center with their fucking weird light bulbs. With their Titanic exhibit. Oh my god, no. But they had a Jim Henson's The Muppet exhibit. Mm -hmm. And I went to see it. And mama, did I ever tell you, I can't remember a damn thing, but no. I bet it was beautiful. I wish I had known. If that ever comes to a museum again, I would love to, to go. If museums ever are safe to go to again. I mean, they could be if people wore masks. I mean, it's not like you touch anything. Y you're not supposed to. That, may, that might be one of that. the safest places is a museum. If they let oh in like God. a few people at a time. Not that museums are ever like crowded, really. I mean, the MoMA. We're not. We're in Arizona, though. But if there was a, oh, you're right. an exhibit where it was usually museums, everyone's spaced out because they're walking around to different areas anyways. Yeah, we don't got the Mona Lisa here. No one's crowding around that bitch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that might be one of the more safer mm. places to go to because you're not touching anything. Let's, 
Let's talk to the science center and be like, <laughs> let us in, just the two of us. We'll pay the two, science center. $2. No, the science center. You are touching things. Oh, you're the right. science center is the all about touching. That's interactive. Things. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All you do is touch shit in there. Have you ever been to a a, a museum where someone was just touching literally everything? Like, have you ever been, ever been to a museum with someone that's like, oh, wow, I love this painting and touch it. And you're like, oh, my no, God. But that makes me think of on Zach and Cody when London was trying to be smart and she sat on a sculpture in a museum. <laughs> and then Zach Efron was like, you're sitting on a masterpiece. And then she said, I knew these jeans made me look good. Oh, my God. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. But yes, Jim yeah. Henson um, was Kermit, was the operator for Kermit, voice of Kermit. And I believe... Wanted to direct this one, but decided to let the new girl in town take it. Pass the reins on, just so because he did still produce it, and then I believe he directed the next one, which is the Muppet Caper. And then, which is better? Um, I mean, no, probably not. I mean, everyone loves true crime, so if you love true crime but you haven't seen the Great Muppet Caper, what are you doing? Because it's all you about really been true crime. It's all about true crime. It's all about yeah. catching the thief, you know? I do love The Great Muppet Caper. Um, but we'll talk about that one another day. Anyways, um, Jim Henson was determined to use the larger budget of a feature film to push the technological limits and capabilities of puppetry, one of the most difficult feats, and one that appears deceptively easy on screen, was made or was making Kermit ride a bicycle. I was wondering because Mama, him and that Schwinn... Mwah. That Perfection. it looks so good. I've seen like photos of how they do that, um, and I Magnets encourage people to look it up. Road. But it really is. And my mom was okay. You know that I love the Muppets, and we'll get into our history with it. Um, oh yeah. But I one thing I specifically love and think is the funniest thing is when Kermit is riding a bike, or really any time there's like focus on his legs. Like if he ever crosses his legs or something, mm-hmm. that's hilarious to me because it's just funny. Um, you were like, we finally is that why the whole thing with Frogways is such a big theme because we never used to see his legs. Well, um, yeah. So this one specifically, I think puppets in general, you would never really see their legs. Um, you would just, you wouldn't see waist down. And this one, I think it says it in the trivia here somewhere that this movie in particular was like one of the, one of the first, if not the first to like actually like focus, like that's such a big plot point is the frog legs and they like zoom mm-hmm. in on them and like you see him riding the bike. When he's dancing. Yeah. You see him in Fozzie dancing. Um, so this was like the first movie to do that. I believe to like focus on the legs. Iconic. Which is really cool and iconic. Um, but yeah, that bicycle scene looks seamless. It's like, oh, that's definitely just Kermit riding a bike, you know? Um, let's see. In the final sequence, the little like rainbow connection reprise where they have the big crowd shot of like all the Muppets, um, mm-hmm. director John Landis revealed that he was a puppeteer for Grover during that and Frank Frank Oz, because Frank Oz is the voice of Miss Piggy and Grover and other Muppets, um, is also the voice of Yoda and the operator of Yoda. But um, mm, so Frank Oz, Miss Piggy do sound the same. Frank Oz couldn't um, do Miss Piggy and Grover like operating both. So Frank Oz was operating Miss Piggy, and then John Landis went and did Grover, and also said that Tim Burton was also one of the puppeteers there. 
and, and so was so was the child of of the man that produced the movie and so was the little girl down the street she was one of those little well no for that last shot it says it somewhere that like they had to it was like every puppeteer in town basically like came over and they were in this like giant pit and there's we'll share some behind the scenes photos but they had like numbers of like one through however many puppets there were of like you stand on your number and then it's going to be this big crowd shot um oh my god could you imagine being the person that's like big bird and you're like fuck y'all in the hole i'm standing yeah well big big bird is uh or was carol spinney um and yeah he has a whole feature in this movie which we'll get to but but yeah i think that'll pop up in a minute so let me keep reading um kermit the frog playing the banjo while sitting on a log took five days to shoot Hmm. Rather this than fucking. I'm not gonna <laughs> bet stop. On it. I would. I would rather have this. Why did bet on it take longer than a puppet playing a banjo? Underwater, underwater, mama. Um, the illusion of Fozzie driving the Studebaker was achieved by having a little person drive the car via remote control from the trunk, using a TV monitor to guide his steering. The puppeteers would lie on the seat or floor and not see a thing. The first time they tested it, the, tested it, the television monitor went on the blink and the driver had to be talked through the scene by an assistant director on a walkie-talkie. A little to the right, now to the left. Hold it. So Why not just... One, why a little person? Why in the trunk? Two, couldn't they just do that remotely from another place? Couldn't they have someone else? That seems dangerous. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, when Animal accidentally eats Dr. Bunsen Honeydew's Instagirl pills, he blows up, like, becomes a giant, you know? Um, Jim Henson refused to do a normal puppet on a miniature set to accomplish that <gasps> effect, so he had his crew construct a giant animal head that measured 60 feet. Where is it? <laughs> Where is this fucking giant animal head? In my backyard. It's somewhere in cold storage. The Smithsonian owns that head. I want them to. Um, okay, here's... I think this is the thing about the, the puppets. Or that final shot there. Uh, the closing reprise of the Rainbow, Connect, uh, Rainbow Connection featured a crowd of more than 250 Muppet characters, virtually ever, every Muppet that had been created up to that point in time. According to Jim Henson archivist karen falk 137 puppeteers were enlisted from the puppeteers of america along with the regular muppet performers to perform all of the muppets there um prior to to the day-long filming of the shot henson gave the enthusiastic participants a lesson in the art of cinematic puppetry amazingly it did just take one day uh, the Muppet Show fan club newsletter answered the question of how did they do it. Their response was, there are 250 puppets in the last shot of the film, and they are all moving. How? 150 puppeteers in a 6-foot deep, 17-foot wide pit. That's how. They were recruited through the LA Guild of Puppeteers of America, and almost every puppeteer west of the Rockies reported for pit duty. Could you imagine having the honor of having to be in that fucking pit with a puppet and you're like, I was there. No, and to like have Jim Henson talk about cinematic puppetry to you? I could not. That's a class at ASU. You could have taken that. Um, it took 
three Kermit the Frogs to do the Rainbow Connection scene. One of them was mechanical, and you can tell by the way it strums the banjo and the colors of the skin. So keep they those, couldn't find the same color felt. Keep those eyes peeled. Um, before this, no, this is I talked about this earlier. No movie had a hand puppet act with its entire body appearing on screen. And they were always seen from the waist up, and it became a major plot point for this to show Kermit and his legs. So yeah, this was the first movie to do that. Ooh, legs. Legs. Legs for days, that Kermit the Frog. Naomi Small. Um, Doc Hopper is a parody of Kentucky Colonel Harlan David Sanders. Colonel Sanders. I fucking knew it. I said, who is this Kentucky... I, I literally, where is he? Where the F is this man? I said, I literally said, who is this Kentucky Fried Chicken looking mofo? Um, a dancing Kermit and Fozzie Bear were operated by Jim Henson and Frank Oz in front of a blue screen and then were composited onto a separate reel of the stage. Which you can tell that it's like blue screen, but yeah, yeah, yeah. still, I mean, for the time, revolutionary. Um, the song that... Rolf the dog and Kermit sang um, was interesting because Jim Henson usually performs both of those characters, but he would need three hands to do all of that because he would need one for Rolf's, I mean, one for Kermit, one for Rolf's mouth, one for the hand and one for the other hand to play the piano. Uh, So they had Jim Henson play Rolf and then he had another person take on Kermit. Kermit. And then he had an- it's another Kermit just like doing a- the other role fan. So three puppeteers. What? What, what is Kermit that? just what? I was going to say, is Kermit just a hole with a hand in him? And then Rolf is over here like... Well, because Rolf, you need specifically both hands when he's playing the piano. Oh, because he has human hands. He's Yeah, he's playing... Because usually you just do. You only see one hand really moving at a time. For the puppets. Mm -hmm. And every Muppet is left-handed because all the performers have their right hand in there in the mouths. In the mouth. And then the left hand is what they use on the the stick. Yeah. So, but yeah, so Rolf's situation was, his his is always a bit trickier because he's playing piano. Um, And he's playing live. He plays all those notes (laughs) live. I'm kidding. I was going to say, I'm like, you're joking because I literally tried to figure out if those were real or not. <laughs> that would be amazing, though. Um, anyways, let's see. This was the 10th highest grossing film of 1979. I thought you were going to say of all time, and I was going to say, yeah. I wish. I don't know what the others were that year. Uh, Jim Henson wanted to direct this movie himself, and he actually considered himself to be an experimental filmmaker before he was a puppeteer. Um, but producers Lou Grade and Frank Oz convinced him not to direct, uh, because he needed to focus on like the puppets and the techniques and stuff. Um, so that's why he didn't direct, Mm. but he obviously did go, he went on to direct, I believe the Muppet Caper. And then Frank Oz, I know directed Muppets Take Manhattan for sure. Um, anyways, blah, blah, blah. This movie was shot in, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Lake Sherwood, California. So, Albuquerque. New Mexico. Albuquerque. You think I, Frankie could have been in this movie if he were born? <laughs> if Frankie was born, then yes, maybe. Frankie could have been at the, the carnival. 
scene. Ew! When Gonzo floats He could have been one of the women in the swimsuit. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think that's it. Okay. I mean, there's a bunch more stuff, but I don't want to get into it. Uh, what's your history with this film and just like the Muppets never seen in general? It. Never seen it. I never saw the Muppets growing up. I was a Sesame Kid, Blasa Sesamo kind of boy. Okay, so you knew... I mean, the Sesame, Sesame Street characters are Muppets. Wait, are they really? Are they like same brand, same fam? Yeah, Jim Henson. Like when they were creating... Like Sesame Street came before the Muppet Show. So when the producers... What the? Oh, one Juan, Juan and I's call dropped. Juan didn't want to know my... My history of Sesame Street. Well, anyways, as I was. You're Did you stop recording? No, I'm still recording. Okay, cool. Me neither. Um, as I was saying <laughs> before, you just dropped out because you didn't want to hear my history on Sesame Street. I. It was literally like, bye. Um, the producers were working on Sesame Street, and like one of them met Jim Henson at like a, I think like a puppeteering workshop or something like some. Thing, like a con or something i don't know but poppy con and had said like oh like maybe you could work on this so jim like cr- created like the like the concepts of all the characters and like worked on the show and like voiced ernie and like a bunch of others and like when they were like we need voices for some of these muppets there he was like get frank oz like for like who does miss piggy like and that can be mm-hmm. you know Grover and like he can be all of these other ones. Um, so yeah, so y- okay, so you knew they were Muppets, but it was yeah Sesame Street. I I knew I knew Muppets Muppets B side, the Muppets Muppet B scene. Um, yeah, and I mean that's why because they are Muppets, and that's why like Big Bird appears in this, and like at the end, like we said, like Big Bird and Grover and like other Muppets or other Sesame Street characters are in the big pit at the end because elmo knows grover right what do you mean like they're friends elmo and grover are on the same show they're on sesame street yeah who's the guy with gonzo gonzo mm. <laughs> grover gonzo grover and gonzo are actually is- similar because they're both blue and they both have like superhero alter egos don't they all they both have like phallic noses too gonzo has a uh er <laughs> sorry Grover has a a red circle. Oh, his is a ball. His is a ball. But they both, like, there's, like, Super Grover and then, like, the great Gonzo. He's, like, a daredevil and wears, like, a cape sometimes. So, like, they can get confusing. Grover, Gonzo. I, it's Mandala. It's Mandala affecting me right now. Anyways. um, Okay, so, yeah, you knew Sesame Street. And Plaza Sesame. And you said that you, you hadn't seen this one, but you've seen the Muppet Treasure Island saw- and the Muppets. Yeah, I've seen the Muppets, the 2011. Mm-hmm, you said? Yeah, with Jason. Yeah, Siegel. and I've seen, and I've seen Treasure Island. Treasure Island, mm-hmm. I like. Oh my god, Treasure <laughs> Island, I liked. It was, it was good. Uh, when did you see? I messaged you on Facebook, which is why Frankie's messaging on our chat now. I yeah, I know. I saw <laughs> recording. What one messaged me through our chat with Frankie saying. I'm still it was recording. Thing available. I was panicking. I'm still recording, even though my phone died. And Frankie said, "Recording what? <laughs> recording you." I've been recording the inside of his apartment for months. Anyways, um, when did you see Muppet Treasure Island and, and the Muppets? 
New, I saw Treasure. I saw Muppet the movie like maybe like a year or two after it came out. Once it was on like, yeah. I think no, maybe we like Redboxed it. Mm-hmm. I just remember we saw it at home. Um, and I saw Treasure Island this past New Year's when I was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, San Diego. It's such a New Year's film, isn't it? It's yeah. I mean, pirates, <laughs> treasure. Island. Jim Curry, Tim Curry, Tim Curry, um, Islands. Okay, yeah. I mean, obviously, for me, you know that I very much love the Muppets. You're a stan. Yeah, have for years. Um, I don't even really know how that came to be. I know when I was little, like, I know my brother had like a Kermit. I think you could actually, like, it was, like, a puppet where you could, like, move its mouth. He had, like, a Kermit doll. Um, and I know my dad would always do, like, a Kermit the Frog impression. Like, I can't do one. Get him. But Get him to do, do it right one. now. Um, Get him. But I don't know what the first Muppets thing I would have... Like, he grew up loving the Muppet show. My dad did. And, and like, the films. Um, so, I think I just learned it from him. I learned it from you. Um, and like, obviously like I, I'm a big Sesame Street person as well. That might've been my first introduction to like Jim Henson and like Muppets in general, really. But Mm. I did watch, yeah, Muppet Treasure Island specifically. I remember renting with my brother all the time, like on VHS. So that might be the one I've seen the most, um, just from renting it over and over again. And then like people don't care about this one at all because it was like a tv movie and like whatever it was like disney it was after like disney got involved with the muppets and everything but muppets uh wizard of oz which is a tv movie that was with ashanti where she was dorothy um did i see this i don't know and queen i think queen latifah's in it uh other people are in it queen latifah plays like auntie m i think that's that's her name, right? I was about to say Aunt May, but I'm like, that's Spooderman. <laughs> Anyways, um, that one yes, I had. TM is, yes. I don't know how I saw that, if I just got the DVD and then watched it, or if I had seen it when it came out on ABC as like a TV movie, but I loved that one. And I still do. Like, people don't think about that when they think of Muppet movies, but I still think it's great. Um, it, it's just a great one. Um, and then eventually I seeked out Muppet movies on my own. Like, this this original Muppet movie I hadn't seen until, t- like, a couple of years ago. I had seen, like, Muppets from Space, Muppets Take Manhattan, Mu- Great Muppet Caper. I had seen all of those before this original one. Like, for some reason, I just still hadn't seen it. And then um, I remember, I think it was when I was sick. I don't know if it was when I had the stomach flu or just a cold or something, but I remember telling my mom, I was like, I want to buy the Muppet movie. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> in like a fever. I, no, like I think I was case. saying you got me sick. So give me money to buy the Muppet movie. And she was like, okay, I'll give you money to buy the Muppet movie. And then I think I watched it after I was like healthy again. But yeah, I ha- that was like a couple years ago. I hadn't seen this original one. So... Is Muppets in Space? Does that one have Tim Curry? Is that is that where we get space from? Muppets from Space. No, Muppets from Space. I'm trying to think of celebrities in that one. I know Ray Liotta's in it. I know 
Pacey and um, Joey from Dawson's Creek are in it. I'm trying to think of who else is in it. But that was... Muppets from Space is the one that's all about Gonzo. It's, like, really the only Gonzo-centered okay. movie. And it's about, like, him wanting to know where he came from. And, like, who his because family is. Because nose. he's just, quote-unquote, like, a weirdo or whatever. Like, that's how he's always described. Um, I mean, we don't know what he is. Even in this movie, they're like, and Gonzo. Whatever he is. Yeah, he's always yeah. called a weirdo or whatever. I remember when he had his YouTube channel, it was called Weirdo Whatever, which is oh just a fun God. fact. But that's what Muppets from Space was. And that was, um, again, after... Or that was I think that one was Sony, maybe? I just know Disney doesn't have the rights to Muppets Take Manhattan or Muppets from Space because they're the only two that aren't on Disney+. Plus, Which is a bummer. But... Mm. Anyways, and they didn't... Th- well, I mean, I'm Muppet- glad that Disney doesn't have power over them. Yeah, but it was like, it'd be like, they have the Muppet collection on there, but it would be nice if they had those. And then if they had the Muppet Show episodes, um, which they don't. And the Muppet Show, I believe only the first three seasons of it are available on DVD, not the last two. And then there was a show that was on ABC and reran on Disney Channel called Muppets Tonight, which was like, like... It was it was like the Muppet Show premise where there's like celebrity guests that come in, but it was more of like a late night talk show, um, and that mm. reran on Disney Channel. So I don't know why it's not on Disney Plus, and I hope it does come on Disney Plus. I know the there's episodes of it on YouTube though, if people want to watch it. But um, and then I know I think this month Disney Plus has like a new Muppets talk show coming out or Muppets something coming out. Interesting. So that's screw Hamilton. I only care about the Muppets content. No. Um, but yeah, I'm. I don't know what to say. I'm just a Muppet stand. That 2011 movie I did see in theaters, um, and loved it. I di- I actually haven't seen Muppets Most Wanted, the sequel to that one. That's the only Muppet movie I haven't seen, other than like the maybe like the the Christmas movie from like the eighties, not Christmas Carol, Car- not Christmas Carol. It's like a Muppet family Christmas, Christmas or something. Krippus. Krampus. Um, some of the, like the more harder ones, but I have seen some of the more niche. Like I've seen like the John Denver holiday special. I've seen letters to Santa, which was more recent TV special. I've seen all those. I read Kermit's autobiography before you leap. Um, you know I have a bunch of stuffed animals of Kermit. Um, I've got like a little, what are those like things you get at Hallmark that you just, I don't know, like bookmark. No, it's like a little like thing that just stands kind of like a paperweight, I guess, of Kermit that says take a leap of faith. And then I have a, uh, a little wall thingy that, that, has a quote from the Muppet movie, Life's Like a Movie, right? I love your explanation of the I don't know how to describe them. Um, a poster? No, it's like a wooden like wall hanging. A plaque? I, I guess. I thought plaques were like shiny. <laughs> a placard? I don't know, but you know I stand. You know One I of those stand. fish that goes, Hello, my baby. I have Hello, the singing fish, the singing chicken. <laughs> but yeah, so I. I totally Is Gonzo like fucking that chicken? Yeah, so Gonzo and Camilla, yeah, that those are their love interests. That's got it. And 
And that's the one thing I had about this movie. I think I don't know. I don't. I think they're. I don't know if they're officially married. Um, I don't know their relationship status, but yeah, they're. You know. Oh, I will say also the Muppet Babies slaps. Um, I haven't seen the new Disney Junior Disney Channel one, but I've heard that it's still good because they just updated it. They added some weird looking little purple bird. No. And I'm like, who are you? But whatever. Anyways, so yes, I very much stand the Muppets. This movie isn't necessarily a summer movie, but it's like a road trip movie, so I thought it was fitting. I mean, everyone wants to be in uh I mean, nowadays really what what can you do but be a star? Shine. Bright, everyone wants to be, be a, star. a star. Um let's just see. This just says Gonzo has a long-standing romantic relationship. So I don't think they're married. But. But they kiss. But they smoochin'. They're, you know what they say. They smoochin'. Did you ever see that meme of like. Oh God. Of Gonzo. It was just of Gonzo. And the tweet was like. Some like men. Some of you be dating men that dress like this. And it's Gonzo. And it's Gonzo in his like plaid yellow and then like suspenders and you know, one of his wacky outfits. And I was like, so that's wacky. actually what I dress like, but whatever. Anyway. <laughs> um so this film, the Muppet movie from nineteen seventy nine takes place this is a very meta movie takes place in the beginning where we were at a screening, the first screening for the Muppet movie. It's a movie within a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where all the Muppets are getting together to be in this little screening room, and Kermit's like, this is sort of based. Oh, we get Robin. Kermit's nephew, Robin, who's the little frog. I, I was literally like, who the F is this child? Yeah. I don't know this man. People, people confuse him and say, like, oh, is that his son? That's Kermit's nephew robin um he's also in the christmas carol he plays tiny tim in muppet's christmas carol i love robin he's great um is kermit uncle scrooge kermit um scrooge was what's his face that actor michael michael kane always me michael (laughs) kane i only know who michael keaton is okay anyways um so movie within a movie Movie starts with... Yeah, we got those old... Oh, yeah, Statler and Waldorf. Old rolling in. Um, and also, I read in the trivia that Statler and Waldorf were supposed to appear throughout the movie and, like, be shitting on it. Or, like, you mm-hmm. know, making jokes. But they kind of cut them out more. So they're really only at the beginning, that middle where they the film runs out, and then at the end. But When they're asleep. Yeah. Um, so we have the Rainbow Connection scene. You did sing this oh, at God. karaoke once. They will find it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I literally. I. Oh, I did not expect this movie to open with such amazing talent. Never been done before. Literally vomit on it, shit on it, regurgitate it. 
I literally just wrote, oh my fucking god, shut the fuck up. My song. I love this song. You didn't know, like, that's what opens the movie? I didn't know that was what, I didn't know that that, that's what it was going to open with. I didn't know that it was going to close with it. I cried. Yeah. um, Tears. Well, and I guess we should, like, there is some background with Rainbow Connection. Um, So the writers. Gay. Yeah, well, I was going to talk about that, how it's. People often see it as like a queer anthem sometimes. Um, but the writers of it worked on the 1976 A Star is Born movie, which is the Barbara Streisand <gasps> one. Um, this was the real Star is Born. <laughs> Kermit was, was fucking star born. Was born. Oh my god, the Muppets, it was either the Muppets Instagram or Kermit's Instagram had posted a picture of him like playing in front of a huge crowd and it looked like A Star is Born. Like, it, at least in the trailer, I haven't seen the movie. But in that trailer where it looks like he's at a fucking NASCAR rally or something. And I was like, <laughs> I was to like, remake it with Kermit. It'd be way better. Um, but so they were the ones that wrote Rainbow Connection. And Jim Henson told them, like, this is going to be the opening scene where Kermit's singing by himself and playing the banjo. Um, so that's what they were given to work with. Um Give the gays what they want. They got stuck trying to think of appropriate words for the part in the chorus that eventually becomes the phrase, the rainbow connection. They were looking for a way to tie in the chorus to the song's theme of rainbows. Uh, As they sat down for dinner with one of their wives, they explained to her their predicament of looking for a phrase that would provide a rainbow connection and then realized while explaining it that that should just be the phrase. Why did you just literally saying that almost made me want to cry? Right? That's magical. The way they just found it, they were just like, oh, we're looking for a rainbow connection? That should just be what little it's do called. They know that, little did they know that little gay me was going to be walking down ASU at like 6 p.m. with no one on campus and then the bells of the MU play that song and I literally start to like fall in love. The bells play that song? Yeah. They were, did I never tell you this story? How come they did? I didn't know about this. Okay, so let me quick story about this song and why I love it so much. I knew about this in high school because I think someone yelled it out in orchestra. They were like, the Rainbow Connection. And I said, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, whatever. And then I kind of like figured out, like, I kind of knew about the melody. And then one day I was walking from like, the library or camp or somewhere like really late like 6 5 p.m by the time like you know campus is basically yeah because no one's there anymore um and like the bells usually don't play a song or sometimes they do sometimes they don't but this day they were just playing the rainbow connection it was probably like one of my like first days at asu oh, that's and nice for like, you it was such a magical moment and that's why i love i think i love campus literally because of that moment more wow than that was either. nice it's because i had that gift yeah i didn't get that i was just depressed my freshman year but good for you thank you um people have uh well first of all i want to say that this so like we said it was nominated for an oscar but it lost to the song it goes like it goes from norma ray i've never seen norma ray no offense to sally field but this whatever song that is no Mm -mm. i'm sorry but i would kill to see that little fucking frog and jim henson in a tank of water at the oscars (laughs) puppeteering well kermit sings this song uh and all music the website describes the rainbow connection uh as 
like Kermit the Frog the gayest piece being of like a green Judy Garland kind of saying like, you know, Judy Garland had Over the Rainbow in Wizard of Oz and that was such like an important song for that movie. So this was kind of like mm-hmm. Kermit is Judy Garland and the Rainbow Connection is Over the Rainbow. Ooh. Anyways, um, Legacy. No matter what comes out about Judy Garland, I love her still, no matter what. Um, did, ooh, I have seen, uh, this is talking about a clip on The Muppet Show in 1980 where Kermit sang it with, um, Debbie Harry from Blondie. I have seen that. It's beautiful. Um, there is clips of it in other, like, Muppet, like, films or, you know, works, um, I just love that this is on the Wikipedia page. On April 25th, 2020, Kermit released a new performance of the song on social media to lift spirits during the COVID-19 pandemic. A king. Why haven't I seen this? I I didn't know that's why he posted it, but I know he posted it. I I shared it. I thought he was just singing. (laughs) Little did you know, Kermit said, I love all of you. He said, wear a mask, bitches. (laughs) Anyways, um, so yeah, that's the background on Rainbow Connection. It's an iconic song. Um, and, and if you ever want to see me cry, you play that song through some bells. Learn some hand bells ASU. and play it for a while. And yeah, bum, yeah. Bum, bum. Uh, so after Kermit is done singing, we have a man who was lost in a boat and he's like, help, help. And he asks Kermit for like, help directions uh, and we find out he's an agent and he's like because of his diamond pinky ring he <laughs> shows it to kermit and says i'm a hollywood agent see and he's because they all have that he's like worldwide studios is holding auditions for frogs for like this commercial you should come and like you could make millions of people happy like through like getting to work in hollywood and that's kermit's like motivation for this because it wouldn't make sense for kermit to just be like i want to be a star that like that's miss piggy you know but kermit his reasoning is i could make millions of people happy and look at what he did for you are you happy yeah and that's what's so great that's one reason i mean i won't go off about how much i love jim henson and the muppets but like i do think jim henson is like one of the smartest and like probably sincere, my like most like most sincere like i don't it's not like i met him he was dead before i was born but he's one person who's like work i like so much appreciate like if there's like one artist that i'm like i would say like thank you to like if i had to pick one it would probably be jim henson because of how like like obviously i love the muppets but like like they say in this movie, like, he made millions of people happy. So, mm-hmm. just beautiful. I did go to the Jim Henson Studios in January. I mean, I didn't go in. You can't go in. Um, I guess that's where they recorded, like, We Are the World. We are yeah. the world. That song? It's, the, it's oh. the old Charlie Chaplin Studios, which is why there's, like, a painting of Charlie Chaplin, like, opening a door right outside. But it's now Jim Henson Studios. Okay. And that... It, that studio, it's on, like, Sunset in La Brea. Nathan took me there. He was like, well, you have to see this if you haven't seen it. And he was right. It was very beautiful. Um, and it's in the Muppets 2011 movie. That's where they go and take, like, the tour. 
of the mm. Muppet Studios. They just like redid the sign so it said Muppet Studios instead of Jim Henson. But beautiful place. We stand Jim Henson for making all of us happy with these. Except for, did you see Emily's tweets? <laughs> you see Emily's tweet about how these Muppets are scary. Emily said, "I'm not watching this because of those scary puppets." Maybe we don't trust Emily anymore. Maybe we have to understand. Okay, I'll give it to her. Maybe some of those some of those Muppets are kind of. Which ones? The big one that's running after them. The whole okay, movie. I'll give you Sweetums. Is that his name? That's, yes. Because he also steals a chair. He also steals Other a full Sweetums. ass chair at the beginning. Have of the you? Movie. Wait, you haven't. You have been to California Adventure, right? It's Frankie that has. Yes. Been. Did you ever go to the Muppet Vision? No. Is that a permanent attraction? Sometimes they change. No, it's gone now. Now I think it's frozen, or maybe it's something else. But it was. See, that's why I'm confused because it like changes. They have like a section of that park which is literally just yeah. Like, on it's over by like I believe it's by the like Monsters Inc. ride, which probably also isn't there anymore. Um, but I think they still have it in in Disney World, but. At California Adventure, it was just you go in and you sit in the theater that looks similar to, like, the Muppet Show Theater. And then, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a 3D thing. But it's so cool because of they have, like, the orchestra pit and the penguins rise up and they're the ones playing. And then you watch this whole video. But um, up in the corner is Statler and Waldorf. They, like, come out and they're actual puppets. And then Sweetums at one point, like, actually runs through the, like, in front of you, in front of the screen. Like... So Sweetums and Statler and Waldorf and the Penguins, you actually do get to, like, see little animatronic versions and, like, actual versions of them. Everything else is just on screen. But it's cool to just be be sitting and watching this and then have Sweetums run past you with, like, a bucket. Rampage. And him go, oh, hey, wait for me. Oh, God. Okay, Sweetums, scary. Also, what's scary? Those little bug things that pop out of the ground. Bug things? The little meow, 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 What are you talking about? The ones with the big mouths. For where and what scene? No, no, no. But like they are those Muppets oh. that have like the really long mouth. They're like real droopy and they're like. Bah, 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 bah. I don't recall. They're like aliens. Well, aliens are supposed to be scary. That's just how they are. Okay. Miss Piggy with her eyes open. Miss Piggy's scary. look in this movie is a little frightening. It gets better as time goes on. I love sleepy Miss Piggy. Like, Miss Piggy with her hat, with her eyes, like, half open. Ugh, gorgeous. But it when she goes full, like, I get so scared. Um. Anyways, so Kermit is like, well, I would miss the swamp, but I could make all these people happy. So he leaves. This is when we see him on his mm-hmm. bicicleta. I want to ride mama. Yeah. He's riding and he almost gets run over by a steamroller. This month, this hipster bitch is riding a fixie, a fixie <laughs> Schwinn. You know who rides a fixie Schwinn? Name the person that we know who rides a Because you can't remember Schwinn. his name, can you? Dylan Schultz. And there's another person. He made me ride his bike one time. I know. You can't remember his bike. name, can you? Jordan Scott. Oh, did. Good job. Um, Anyways, Kermit almost gets crushed, um, but he doesn't. Thank goodness. Uh, Kermit goes to with his legs. El Slizo Cafe, and this is where he meets Fozzie. And this is where we get the running joke that runs only one more time. Myth, myth, yes, myth? yeah. 
Um, this and this part also has a. Well, it's after they dance and Kermit gets on the fan, but he says like, "I hope you appreciate that I do my all my own stunts," which is a great bit. Um, Love it, and this is where we get to see Kentucky French Colonel mm-hmm. over here with his little bitch glasses. Doc Hopper's at- staring at them legs. <laughs> He is a he's a nasty man. He's looking at them legs. Um, so yeah, Fozzie Bear is bombing on stage, and Kermit tries to help him. And he's like, "Can you dance?" And they start dancing. They're wiggling. They're waddling. Um, they said, "Get the chorus girls out here." And he said, "You think this is ugly?" And then Kermit eventually is on the fan. Oh, we also have the joke that's like, "The drinks are on the house," and everyone goes to the roof. Oh my god, that was beautiful. I love that. Fun bit. Kermit is telling Fozzie, like, oh, I'm going to Hollywood. Do you want to come with me? And then Fozzie's like, sure, I got my Studebaker. And so... I got my Winnebago. They get in his Studebaker, and they are being followed by Doc Hopper. And they pull over and talk to him, and he's like, frog legs, blah, blah, blah. And then... um, Kermit gets in the car, they leave, and Doc Hopper says to Max, his assistant, follow that frog. Have you ever seen uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? I doubt you have, but I'm just going to ask it. He looks like there's a character in that movie called Chop Hop. Chop Chop Top? Chop Chop Chop? Chop Chop. And he looks very much like Chop Top, and it scared me a little bit until I realized how beautiful Max was, and then I fell in love. Um... We have Moving Right Along, which is one of the most iconic the car songs. Song. Yes, the like road trip. Moving right along. Most iconic. In search of good times and good news. With good friends you can't lose. This could become a habit. Opportunity knocks once. Let's reach out and grab it. Yeah. Together we'll I said one, one of the most iconic. Okay, okay um, we better get it. Don't I just I would say it's more iconic than like the Rolf one Rolf sings or yeah. like a couple others. Um, Honestly, I only kind of like these first two songs. This is such like an upbeat one. I know on that same album that Weezer and Haley uh, Williams did their Rainbow Connection cover on, um, there was also a cover of this song by Alkaline Trio that I really like. It was like mm-hmm. a fun like pop punky version, which was fun. This is where we have the Big Bird cameo. Big Bird says, I'm on my way to New York City. I want to get into public television. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck. Well, guess what he did. Big Bird succeeded. Big Bird succeeded. Him and his cousin. (gasps) I follow him on Twitter. We both do. I was so bummed that he didn't come here. Remember, they were going across the country. (laughs) And then COVID happened. Well, this was like a year or two ago when they were like doing a tour where you could go meet them. You know how many people would show up for that fucking colorful toucan ass motherfucker? Here? Yes. Especially here. With all the Mexicans? Mama. Yeah. Everyone wants Dollar to Dollar bills. Him. I'm first in line, though. Um. Anyways, um. let's see. Doc Hopper uses Kermit's face on a billboard. He can this see. This is when he's like, this could be you, do you see? Um. And this is the first time that uh, Max... His assistant, is Doc's defying. assistant, is like, no, I won't do it. Blah, blah, blah. And he like quits, but then Doc yells at him and he's like, right away, sir. No, no, no. Doc says, I'll double your, I'll double your percentage mm. of the cut of whatever the company makes. 
Oh, he did it for the got money. Him. He got him with capitalism. Uh, Kermit and Fozzie stop at a church. And yeah. They go inside and we meet Dr. Teeth and the electric mayhem and Scooter. Can't forget about Scooter. And <gasps> they... <laughs> Go ahead. This is an, this is another iconic song. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. This is like my third. Th- these first three are my favorites in the whole movie. No, I think these first three are the most iconic ones. Because yeah, Can this is where they meet. That? They, this is where they meet. Who? What's the band called? Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Yes. Yeah, so that's the band with Animal and Floyd and Janice and Zoot. Tag yourselves. I'm Janet. Janice. She's because stoned always. She is She is Janice Jorplin. She I, is Jackie Jorpjomp. Okay, so in, in it was when we were in college. I think like 2015 was the year. 2014? No, I think it was 2015 was when the Muppets on ABC was going on. And it was like a... Like a Kind of like an office or like mockumentary style where like they'll talk to the camera and it was like a workplace mm-hmm. sitcom type of thing, which a lot of people didn't like. They were like, this is too adult. This isn't what the Muppets are about, blah, blah, blah. I really liked that show, but whatever. And that is on Disney Plus, I believe, if people want to watch it. Um, I think it's But funny. Janice um, on that show, uh, Sam, there's a whole plot line that Sam the Eagle who we see, like, for a second in this movie. Oh, he's the blue one, right? At the screening. He's the eagle, yeah. Yeah. He, his whole thing is he has a crush on Janice, which I thought was really funny. Although, as I've said before, I tweeted out a few different um, queer headcanons for some of these Muppets. I do think Sam is asexual, but I would love it if, if he was gay and asexual. I would love that representation for a Muppet. I would love to see myself in a Muppet such as Sam the Eagle, which would be great. Hmm. Um, I would want to see myself as Janice. Beaker, gay. Tell you that. Which one's that one? Beaker, the skinny scientist? Yeah. Beaker, a homo. I'll look at my tweet and see who else I had said was gay. Anyways. Um, Bert and Ernie, obviously. Well, Imagine yeah. Bert and Ernie, you're the one that's like, no, 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 they're straight. Obviously Bert and Ernie. Uh, but yes, can you picture that is what they sing. And this is also another like breaking the wall thing when they're like, uh, here, read the screenplay to like catch up on our story oh, yeah, about how we he's got like, here. Don't tell them the whole, don't tell them the whole story. You're going to bore them. You're going to bore the audience. Yeah. And then Fazo um, says, sorry. And so Dr. Teeth reads the script and then they sing Kermit and Fozzie fell as- fall asleep. And then he's like, let's help them. Let's repaint their car. The so ugliest. That, so Doc can't find job. them, and so they paint it while they're singing. Everybody's brother. Everybody's up. This song is so wild because it's just like think of any word and rhyme it, and then like ad lib the whole thing. Like there is no like purpose to this song except for like look at all this crazy shit. We're all on drugs. Can you picture that? Yeah. Can you picture that? They're yeah. on acid. This is an acid trip, Mama. The bubbles. Um, anyways, after that, Kermit and Fozzie get back on the road in their, like, colorful car, and Doc 
still sees them, obviously, because it's, one, a conspicuous car. Two, he can still see Kermit and Fozzie in the car. Um, and Fozzie and Kermit are able to lose them on the road, and this is where... Um, they run into Gonzo. They run into Gonzo and Camilla in their car, and they end Literally up run on top them. of each other there. Does and Gonzo want to go to Bollywood? Yeah, so, and that was, I read that that was, they just wrote that as a joke of, like, let's name some random place that, like, Gonzo would say that he would want to go thinking he could be a star. They didn't, they didn't know that Bollywood was, like, such a industry when they wrote that. They just thought it was a random place. They were like, oh, India, how funny. They were just like, yeah, this is some random place that Gonzo would want to go, but... It's actually it would it would be a smart move if Gonzo went because they make a lot of movies there. They do um, a lot of this weird is the movies car too. dealership car dealership scene uh, where they're like we're gonna trade in our car and they say you can trade in those for twelve dollars. They scam the scammer. Sweetums changes the price accidentally from one thousand one ninety five to eleven dollars and ninety five cents and they're like we'll take that one and you and that's oh, how they get their cents. new car um and then this is when they're like they tell sweetums like we're gonna go to hollywood do you want to come and then he says hollywood and he runs off so they think he's not interested but then the whole movie he's trying to catch up with them how they don't even like give him a chance they just like <laughs> okay bye and then in the 2011 muppets movie they make a reference to that where when they're getting the whole gang back together in that montage where Sweetums has to run after them and goes, wait, don't leave me again. You Like, he, it's a reference to, to this. Oh, Sweetums. Oh, Sweetums. always scary, scary behind. Muppet. This is what I, okay, this is what I tweeted in 2018. Muppets that are for sure queer. Sam the Eagle, asexual. Scooter, gay. Miss Piggy, bisexual. Pepe, pansexual. Walter, gay. Janice, lesbian. Sweetums, <laughs> gay. Beaker, bisexual. Dr. Honeydew, gay. Swedish chef, asexual. Uncle Dudley, gay. Who are half of these people? Yeah, some of these people aren't, aren't in the movie. Pepe, Walter is the newer Muppet that's like, was Jason Siegel's friend? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Gay. Um, and Uncle Dudley... Yeah, Uncle Deadly isn't in this, but he's 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 prevalent in the new Muppets show that one I was just talking about. He's mm-hmm. like Miss Piggy's like stylist, but he's gay. Great. Um, and Pepe isn't in this. He doesn't come in until the nineties, I think. What is Pepe? But Pepe's the king prawn. Because Pepe oh, came prawn. in after Rizzo, I believe. Rizzo. Anyways. Rizzo is the rat. Mm. Anyways, um, so Sweetums, yeah, is running after them the whole film. This is where we have the fair scene where Miss Piggy wins the beauty pageant and Kermit and her lock eyes and it's love at first sight. And it's that song, Never Before, Never Again. And this is just where it all began. I didn't like this song. <laughs> it's it's a lot. This song is a lot. I actually was dozing off 
um, during the song, and then I woke up on Kermit and Piggy's date. And oh, great! I love that. Love when we have noise. People have been screaming in the back of my head, so you're fine. I just don't understand what company would make a coffee thing that loud. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making coffee! Yeah. But yeah, I I woke up uh, when Kermit and Piggy were on their date, and I said, oh, I missed like a good 10 minutes. I need to rewind. Oh, God. Um, And Kermit invites Piggy to go to have ice cream with them, and then she thinks that he, he invited them. He invited to to her to go to Hollywood with them. So she goes and packs. Um, Miss Piggy truly com- did jump to conclusions. <laughs> she comes back and is like, I'm ready. I have all my stuff. And he's like, oh, you didn't think. Oh, oh. Oh, um, We have Gonzo and the balloons. What the where hell? he's floating away. Why didn't he just let go? He's wild. That's He's kooky. He's a weirdo. That's him. Oh, my God. Um, so this is when they they have to drive and follow him to make sure that they get him. And then Doc is following them in the car. And Ooh, they're shooting. able to get away and get Gonzo back safely. Yeah, because he shoots the balloons. Mm-hmm. He was shooting at that car. He said, I'm going to shoot this car down. I'll, um, <laughs> I'll kidnap a thousand frogs. We have Kermit and Piggy's date. This is the Steve Martin cameo. He's their oh, waiter. Oh, my God. Who tastes their wine for them? I love among other things Steve Martin's character because he's just like he hates at them. the very end when he's like when Kermit's like ah oh, thank you that'll be enough and he's like oh thank you thank you so much thank you and then he just like turns around and like does like a side eye and then walks he's like how every waiter wants to act he's how every shitty. waiter probably feels yeah towards shitty customers but his, kermit and piggy weren't even shitty they kermit was being so nice he was just being like he's just over it he his uniform those his legs. shorts yeah a waiter who wears shorts i was like oh mama the restaurant for me um anyways uh miss piggy this is like they almost kiss and then miss piggy gets a call steve martin says you have a phone call and she doesn't come back. And so Kermit is just like, oh, she left me. And that's when he meets Rolf and they sing their song. Women are shit. I wish I hope I that something better comes along. Yeah. We grin and bear it because the nights are long. I hope that something better comes along. I see what you mean. It's no good complaining and pointless. Um, and then Piggy, it turns out that Piggy was kidnapped by Doc. And that's why she didn't come back. She's being held hostage. They're like, oh, he's God. like, Kermit, you need to come here. Otherwise, the pig gets it. So Kermit surrenders and he goes over there and gets tied up with Miss Piggy. This is the Mel Brooks cameo where he's the professor who's going to like mind control him with his machine. Okay. <laughs> Tell me if I'm wrong here. If this movie were recasted, don't you think Fred Armisen would be a great professor doctor guy they look so alike fred armison and mel brooks i don't i've never thought they look alike but watch this watch the scene again and then picture fred armison and you'll you'll see it oh i don't like i mean i used to like fred armison but now i then i found out he's not a great dude oh Um, no did he do stuff uh i think he's just been like either emotionally or verbally abusive to women 
Anyways, um, I do know that Mel Brooks has a son. Because I know at the beginning of the pandemic, he was, they posted a video about them being like, they were talking like through a glass door being like, if my dad can like stay away from family, then like you, everyone else needs to blah, blah, blah. Basically being like, stay home, stay safe. They didn't even see each other. They were like, my dad can't no, come th- into I my house. No, I think they were. I think they were, yeah, talking through a glass door or something. I don't oh know. God. It was months ago, but. Um, anyways, so this is when Miss Piggy does the hi. When Miss Piggy gets so, so perfectly. <laughs> I'm great at impressions. This is her iconic, you know, hi ya kick. Yeah, she's yeah. always kicking and saying hi ya and stuff. Do, do her eyes always look that big and scary, though? I don't know. She looks, but like she does this a lot. Mm. Uh, and so she saves Kermit, saves the day, and then she gets a call from her agent, and and then Please. takes a job and says, "Okay, goodbye." What? And so Kermit's like, "What the fuck is that allowed?" This is when the film stops working at the screening, and it's because Swedish Chef fucked it up. Um, yeah. So it's a little break, nice little break, and then he gets it back up and running, and we have Kermit, Fozzie, Gonzo, Camilla, and Rolf on the road now. Rolf has joined them, and and Fonzo is Fozzie, Foz, <laughs> Fonzie, Fazo, which one? The bear, Fozzie. Fozzie's over here singing the fucking national anthem. I said, redact this. Yeah, he was singing the national anthem. Um, oh, yeah, because that's that's when Kermit says, this is the patriotic part. And Robin says, should I stand? And Kermit says, no. Which I didn't think was And funny. I said, yeah. Me during you. the pledge. <laughs> no. no. Um, yeah, they're showing like a bunch of like scenic shots. They show Mount Rushmore. And I said, oh, mama. Talked about a lot lately. Um, I I also do want to talk about something later that is also socially relevant um, but it, it hasn't come up yet um so they're all on the road doc hopper has now hired a frog killer who looks like he none looks of these like people the, have been able to do shoot anything. at a cardboard cutout of kermit and so that he's like let me get this expert yeah this expert he looks look like, like the killer from uh the not the killer but the bad guy from roger rabbit Yes, he very much, yeah, does. Same vibe. Um, Piggy is on the side of the road, <laughs> and then they pull over, and she gets in the car. Miss Piggy. Like, Kermit, I'm so sorry. He's like, Miss mm. Piggy is abusive and opportunistic, and I'm going to say that now. Miss P- Miss Piggy is both physically and emotionally abusive. She's not great, and there's been a lot of talk about their relationship over the years. Um Will the stands come for me? Do you remember when they, like, it was like when this new Muppets show on ABC came out about how, like, they had broken up because mm-hmm. he has a, he's dating a new pig. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And everyone was like, oh my God, they broke up. It was like a whole thing. People were. It was all over the tabloids. Who was, who's, 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 whose breakup was more dramatic? Kim Kardashian's in that one man that one time at one point. Or Who? Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. Remember everyone because they were like, they were engaged for three months and then they got married oh. and then they broke up after three days. I was going to say like Brittany 
and Justin, and Justin would be a more comparable relationship of iconery. Anyways, also free Britney Spears. <laughs> Is she in jail? No, she just doesn't. She's just being fucked over by her team and people around her. Still? Anyways, yeah, still. Um, oh, but people have just been talking about it more lately, so just throwing that out there. We stand, Brittany. Free her. She Free posted her and all of her vines. She posted Happy Pride, and then said, "Babe, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell are the angles that she's taking these videos at?" I mean, do, I'm not going to get into it, but there's some stuff going on. Anyways, um. So, yeah, Piggy gets in the car with them, and Kermit's like, mm, I don't know. And they break down, and they start a campfire at night, and they sing, I'm gonna go back there someday. Close to my soul, and yet so far away, I'm going to go back there someday. And then Kermit has the part where he's talking to himself. He took some ayahuasca, and now he's being very <laughs> introspective. Talking to himself, because he's like, I didn't promise anyone that we would get to Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. And then he realizes, I promised me. I promised me. And then he sees oh a God. shooting star, which I read, I think that was in the trivia, that to do that, they, like, shot a, I don't know, Fire shot. Pepper. I don't know if they shot or, like, had it on, like, a line and, like, like a... Well, like a zip line or something, but it was like a little Christmas light that they like to get that shot. A single Christmas light? Yeah. How the hell? Okay. It was a Christmas light, and that's how they did the. They must have just like thrown it or put it on a zip line or something, and then <laughs> Jim Henson's up there being like, "All right, here we go!" <laughs> Shooting star. Um, and then the electric mayhem shows up in their bus, and Kermit is like. Kermit and everyone's like, how did you find us? And they're like, well, we read the screenplay. And we mm-hmm. just, we saw we that you were here in the desert. So They said exterior desert. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get back on the road in the bus. And this is when the motorcycle cop shows up behind them. And this is what I wanted to say is that Dr. Teeth says like, the popo, the fuzz, the P-I-G. He's, he's spelling pigs, but then Miss Vicky says, like, stop. And he's like, mm-hmm. wouldn't dream of it. Um, but Dr. Teeth said cops are pigs and we, let's just acknowledge. We must all stand. We must all that stand. That Dr. Teeth is a king. Um. But turns out it's Max. So Dr. Teeth says fuck the police and then Max shows up. He's, he was the one in the, on the motorcycle and he's like, I, I just came to said, warn you guys. I literally love this man, but don't he's, ever dress like a cop again. He's like, I came to warn you guys, like there's a frog killer that was hired by Doc. And then Kermit says, tell Doc I'll be waiting for him in the ghost town up here. Because he's like, I can't run from him forever. And so at the ghost town, we meet Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and Beaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, who, gay and bisexual. Um, and we get the, uh, what did we say they were? The, 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 the growing pills the that will come pill, into yeah. play? Um, Doc shows up and we have the old, like, cowboy standoff. (laughs) Kermit in his cowboy hat and his boots with the spurs. That's fucking just, when he first walks out, you see her. 
it's amazing. Oh my god, when that came on, because again, I love anything where they show Kermit's legs. It's so funny. I like. I was watching this on the TV next to my mom, and she was just like watching something on her iPad with her headphones, and I was like hitting her, and and then pointing, but she thought I was saying that Marty needs to come in because she had let him outside. And she goes up. And- so she gets up and goes and looks. She's like, he's not there. And I, I said, no, like, look at him. And she's like, oh, I thought, okay. <laughs> but anyways, um, so yeah, his little legs, his cowboy boots. And then um, this is also when Kermit is like, basically, we find Doc has no friends because he's like. Evil. He's evil. All his friends are all these people around him, but. Max when Max says, goes, no, I'm not your no. friend. Just shakes his um, head. And then this is when we get giant animal who scares Doc and his crew away, and Max is there cheering because Max. Tell is me where the right this sixty foot head is. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't. It must just be like at the Jim Henson studios, or like at like one of the Jim Henson creature shops, or you know, into a million different pieces onto something else. No, I hope they didn't. I hope this isn't like the Goonies ship where they were like, no one wanted it, so we had to just destroy it. I wanted it. I, I will. I would that. have paid twenty dollars a year <laughs> to, to pay to pay off that boat. Anyways, um, so then the gang goes to Hollywood. We're at Worldwide Studios. This is where Cloris Leachman plays the assistant to Lou Lord, and she's like, "This is not a zoo." And then they end up she getting away. She says it's so weird, though. She's like, yeah, she's Like, she doesn't enunciate the beginning or ends of the words. That's chorus, I guess. So they get into the room, and Lou Lord uh, Just offers looks them. at Kermit. Yeah, he, like, all he says is, like, get them a standard rich and famous contract. Is this how it works? Is this how people get rich? This is how easy it is. One, let's go and just walk into a studio and we'll just be famous. And I just walk in with my posse and I said, I've come for the audition. I think it only works if you're puppets that uh, can walk by themselves. Well, I mean, I'm a corporate puppet and I walk by myself, so what up? Oop. Uh, This is when we have the song The Magic Store, where everyone's getting ready at their studio. They're putting up all these the scenery from the Muppet movie, like the rainbow, and like they're getting the balloons ready for Gonzo and everything. And then Scooter says, scene 1A, take one. And then it honors the shit. (laughs) And then, um, well, they start doing like a Rainbow Connection reprisal. It's grown up and stylish. You're close to your dream. Then somebody out there loves you, stands up and hollers for more. You found a home at the magic store. When I tell you that I was not expecting this Rainbow Connection reprisal, it fucked me up. Mm-hmm. I was so floored. I was like, I've never, because again, I thought the Carpenters did it first. Dumbass. <laughs> I'm a dumbass. I'm a dumbass. Kermit did it first. So yeah, when they're doing I, the reprisal. I was not expecting this. I was like, they did a whole reprisal? There's a second, there's a B-side? Mm-hmm. This is when Gonzo, like, knocks down the set and the light explodes and... But then there's a rainbow. The light explodes and then a, a real rainbow 
comes through because their their fake rainbow that they had just fell down. Now the real rainbow comes through the ceiling and the roof. And, and Mama sing. This is the part that made me when I first saw this. This was like, this really got I me. I cried here when it's life's like a movie. Write your own ending. Keep believing. Mm-hmm. Keep pretending. And as they zoom out, it's all of the Muppets and apparently every puppeteer in town. <laughs> And then they say, the lovers, the dreamers, and you. And then they say, the end. And I'm going to cry again. It's so good. It's so good. And then... Why is this such a... Why is this last part of this movie so beautiful? It is. I'm going to get that magical. whole like ending moment tattooed on my back. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it's the end, and then we're back to the screening, and... The credits roll as everyone's like talking about the movie and yeah, just hanging out and that's and this really is what it. happens at this every is, movie premiere and oh we forgot that Sweden's jumps through the screen oh as God. it ends and he's like I got it I got here but he was literally there stealing a chair at the beginning of the movie but it all came for full circle you know full circle full circle yeah Ouroboros. um. And now I will read you some IMDb reviews about this film. Woo-wee. IMDb. 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 Everything was, like, positive from what I saw, um, which is good. And I picked a couple reviews that were just talking about how good this movie is. I don't know. This first one is, uh, it was written in September 2000 by Reeve 3, and it's called Absolutely Timeless. 21 years, five more Muppet movies, and several presidents later, this movie remains a classic and, in my opinion, the best of all Muppet movies. The entire family can enjoy this movie, and that's lost in current movies. Something that you would take your six-year-old wouldn't really hold your interest and vice versa the characters are in danger but no real harm can be done the characters are in stressful situations but they don't shout out profanities <laughs> imagine uh what <laughs> less would you expect from the beloved muppets i find myself cracking up at the running gags and little implied jokes in this movie the funniest are heard under a character's breath not only that but it has an absolutely inspired musical score never since this movie have the muppets shown such a broad range of emotions through their music all the Muppet movies are good. Even Muppets from Space, the least entertaining of the lot, is fun. I wouldn't say it's the least yeah, entertaining. Yeah, fuck Gonzo. <laughs> it's still a fun one. Oh my god, there's a whole part where they sing, Celebrate good times, come on. It's iconic. But if you watch a really good time, if you want a really good time, get the original. You can watch it over and over. And then this last review is by B. Wells. It was written in February 1999. IMDb existed then? People were typing on this. People went on to AOL America Online. To People went in. fully dialogue just to type up dial their thoughts. Dial up. Oh, dial up, yes. <laughs> beep, boop, boop, beep. This is 9 out of 10 stars. It's called It's Not Perfect. There's just absolutely nothing wrong with it. If you haven't seen it, go forth and correct this oversight. Then come back and read this. The best word I can think of for how I still feel about the Muppet movie is fond. 
Between vast improvements in special effects and changing ideas about how to make movies ostensibly for children, The Muppet Movie may look a little weather-beaten. Nevertheless, it still fits like a favorite hat and keeps getting better with age. Cameos and innuendo for the adults, wacky and, dare I use the word, zany adventures of the kids of all adventures for the kids of all ages and what to, is to me still the greatest ensemble cast ever assembled no i don't mean the people heartbreak wonder panic music and electric mayhem all come together in a film no a movie that may not be perfect it's just that there's really nothing wrong with it at all and that's that iconic I don't think anyone tweeted us about this film, except Emily saying that I'm not going to watch it because it's scary. Well, guess what, losers? You're missing out. So everyone... I'm just kidding. I was just going to say, everyone tweeted Emily Muppet Gifts. But that's mean. Don't do that. Um, Yeah, so Juan, what are your final thoughts on the film? Love this movie. Love the Rainbow Connection even more. I truly, yeah, this movie is fucking five out of five. Love it. I cannot stand this movie any harder. Mm-hmm. It's such um, a good movie. It's so chill. Rainbow Connection, twice. Makes you want to get a tattoo of words. Never thought I would think about that in my life, but here I am, contemplating what lyrics to put on my body. <laughs> it should be, everybody's brother, everybody love you, want to be a lockout friend. <laughs> Can you picture that? Um, yeah. So you're saying five stars? Five stars. Five stars, BB. Yeah, I mean, this movie... This isn't even my favorite Muppet movie, but... Uh, like, I still can't give it, give it any less than five stars. Like, it's still such a great movie. Not only, like, you know storytelling wise and like emotionally and the music and everything it hits you but like just like special effects wise and like the puppetry in it like the the art incredible incredible i don't even incredible like this was the first muppet movie and like they went on to do several more but like this was the first the og first time we saw a damn puppet's legs jim said show cats underwater Show calves. Yeah, so we have to stand Jim Henson for this. Um, Yeah, five stars. I love it. Like I said, not even my favorite Muppet movie, but it still gets me. And I teared up the first time I saw the ending when that rainbow came through. And I will always tear up during this movie, apparently. Yeah. So now let's give a shout out to the one, the only... Is Iris? Iris. Let's do a cheer. You sound Iris. like a dictionary. Iris. Iris. <laughs> a proper no- <laughs> Anyways. Iris is our friend. She does our podcast artwork. No, that's too much effort. I'm tired. Um, but yes, no. Po- Iris podcast is our friend. Iris is our friend, and she she's our podcast artist. She's done every single work of art except for our most recent Halloween one, which was done by our other friend, Mara Dixon. Um, but if you would like to, if you like Iris's artwork and you should always support artists, um, if you like their artwork, um, even by just a follow, you can do that by following Iris at Creamsicle Panda on both Instagram and 
Twitter. And if you like her artwork even more than just the aesthetic appeal of looking at it, you can support her with money at patreon.com slash creamsiclepanda. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, and you can follow us everywhere at Planet Weird Pod. If you want to support the show, make sure you're leaving little iTunes review or rating. Um, one time, a, I'm not going to say it was the cop, but I assume it was the cop that left us a one-star review. <gasps> we got a two-star review. Who's doing this? Who's we doing suck. this? If you haven't rated re- yet, rate or review. You know, you can just do five star and not say anything, or you can do a five star and write a little blurb saying... No, don't be a coward. If you think... (laughs) If you give us less than five, you tell us why. Point is, leave a review, please, or a rating. It would really help us out. Um, Make sure you're subscribed and following wherever you were listening, if that's iTunes or Apple, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Spotify, Google Play, wherever. Um... You can watch videos on YouTube that we did when we were able to film in the same room. And maybe we'll get back to doing those soon just with two cameras instead of one. Two locations. Um, Multi-angles. But yeah, go search us on YouTube. And Anchor is also an app where you can listen to our podcast. And you can also send us voice messages on there. And support us with monies if you'd like to every month. We very much appreciate that as two people that uh, are unemployed. And um, yeah, thank you. If you want to do either of those things, you know, go check the links in the description. Thank you to the people that already support us. That's Natalie Hernandez, Alexa Pratt, Emily Palmer, and Ivy Gonzo. <gasps> oh. Um, and oh, we started another podcast. It's a queer podcast. It's called All Your Friends Are Queer. Go search that if you want to check it out. We're at Queer Friends Pod. If you are into it, go 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 look it up. Go follow. Um, go give it a little a little listen. A little looky loo. Next week on the show, we're going to be talking about Cheaper by the Dozen Two. It's a summer movie. It's a sequel. We just talked about the first movie recently. So why not talk about this second one featuring? A young shark boy, Taylor oh. Lautner, <laughs> featuring Eugene Levy. Hilary Duff is still in there, you know, a lot of reasons to watch. So we'll be talking about okay. that next week. We're recording the episode um, on Monday, July 13th. So get your voice messages and emails and tweets and everything in before then, and we will respond to them on the show. And that's really it, baby. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, life's like Don't a movie. Don't go breaking my heart. Oh my god, <laughs> no, say that, say that. <laughs> I, I did, but then you were talking. No, say that again. I'll, I mean, I'll probably just end with that song. So I don't need to say it. I'll let Kermit say it. Here's Kermit and the gang closing out Rainbow Connection. And I'm crying! Thank you, everyone, and we will see you later. Goodbye. Buenas noches. Life's like a movie. Write your own ending. Keep believing. Keep pretending. We've done just what we've set out to do. Thanks to the lovers, the dreamers, and you.
Der Flimmi-Duki-Duki.